Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Moms No Fluff. Today, uh, my podcast partner, Alma Schneider, is not here, but instead of her, I'm interviewing her daughter, Asa Zaltzman, in another episode about being a sibling to a person with a disability. I'm Iris Meller, and I want to thank all of our listeners to joining, for joining us today. And uh, for those who've been with us for a long, long time, thank you for um, continuing to listen to our podcast. And for those who are joining us today for the first time, welcome. This is the place where you discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. So, Asa, I'm so thrilled that you agreed to be interviewed today. Thank Me you. Me too. <laughs> yes, and uh, Asa, I would uh, maybe start by letting you introduce yourself to our listeners, those who do not know you, which is the majority, I think. <laughs> okay, I'm Asa. I'm 16. Go to high school. Like to hang out with my friends. My brother has Prader-Willi syndrome. And uh, can you maybe describe to the audience what is Prader-Willi syndrome for people who don't know what it is? Um, it's a disability where he is just always hungry. So that and just other behavioral problems. And I have to ask you a question. Usually when you introduce yourself, would you mention that you have a sibling with a disability? Not when I introduce myself, no. But on this, I thought it was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just wondering if this is one of those things that is essential to, you know, your self-introduction. Because I know for no. me as a mom, it's almost like if I don't talk about it in the first few sentences when I meet mm -hmm. someone new, it's kind of, it feels almost like I'm hiding something. <laughs> really? No, I never, I never say it that immediately yeah and uh for for you kind of being lincoln's uh, sister what uh what does prader really means uh for your day-to-day -day? how does his disability affect you as a sibling um definitely makes things harder some a lot of times uh we have to lock the doors to my kitchen all the time or when he's home which is like almost always um but yeah that he can be sassy <laughs> different situations but yeah that's kind of it i think and uh, for for you as uh, the younger sibling do you think that uh, having lincoln as your sibling affected your childhood in Somewhere? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Can you describe a little bit in which ways? Yeah, I think that not a lot of other kids, especially like at a young age, have like much responsibility 
in that sense and it's a it's a dangerous disorder or disability that he has so keeping him safe is really important so it's kind of everyone in the family's job to like help keep him safe so it's a lot riding on like keeping the doors locked which is like hard to remember when you're little um we used to have like locks on the cabinets and the fridges things like that we have to keep the front door locked the back door locked so i think that responsibility and having to deal with just, just like his behavioral issues when you're young is definitely like a skill and something that you that not a lot of other people have i think and when when you reflect on your earlier childhood do you think that uh, your life was in many ways different than than the childhood of your you know uh, peers or other friends yeah i think in a lot of ways i was a pretty like i had a normal childhood and i still did all the things like it didn't prohibit me from doing anything that like i wanted to do i was still out like doing sports and all that stuff um but i think our family dynamic was definitely a lot different than everyone else's De- at home definitely in what ways uh, um just the responsibility of it all i think is just the stress and the pressure of having to like have that on your back always having to like keep him safe always is definitely something that other kids don't have to deal with and yeah. that can come in other forms i think like what like i mean other families i think of other struggles but that was one specific yeah i think um for those who do not know you like asa is extremely mature compassionate and responsible thank you person. and uh, i know uh, i i know you from much younger age and i remember uh, you know how you were uh, you know earlier on mm-hmm. um so i i'm wondering uh, about that like uh, do you feel that you're more sensitive than the average let's say teenager and more aware to kind of uh, social issues and uh... yeah yeah i think i'm definitely not perfect with all those things um and i'm not necessarily like a social justice warrior or any of those things but i think i definitely things like kids with kids that are just different i think what comes up a lot in school is there are kids that don't necessarily like have a label like autism or uh any or down syndrome things that like are like clearly special needs i think kids a lot of times are just like oh they're weird and make fun of them but i think i was always like you don't know what's going on behind and the scenes and I don't think they're being provocative or anything I've just always been sensitive to the fact that I don't think I think it needs like a second look and it's not always just like they're trying to be a bad kid right so I think that happens a lot um I want to ask you something kind of what do you think that we as adults can do to better our society to better maybe explain this message that you are You know so well aware of that so other teens that are not necessarily siblings of children with disabilities would would get it as well what is so natural to you uh I'm not sure I think things that usually seem to help we have like assemblies and stuff 
where they'll show like specific stories and like insight to like one kid um if there's stuff like bullying like we've had assemblies where like parents come in and talk about that so I think just like a deeper understanding of what it's like like their struggles I don't know if that makes sense but I think there's just a specific uh, idea I'm thinking of is just kids that come off um like uh what is it like they're just like trying to get a rise out of people I think just an understanding that it's more than it seems I don't really know but I think just more conversation right I think uh, for a lot of parents that have children with disabilities the phenomena of bullying and having it their kids treated kind of unfairly especially in light of behaviors that are disability related that they cannot control this is kind mm-hmm. of things that we fear most and sometimes they think that if everybody had a sibling with a disability then our whole society would be much more understanding and compassionate and I'm always yeah. wondering how can we like uh, relay the message so other teens and other children can can be a little bit more inclusive not not yeah. in terms of like uh you know building another ramp because that's not yeah enough. we need to actually you know. it is very frustrating to see because so many kids get bullied so many kids special needs get bullied and I think that's it's just so frustrating because it's so easy to not and it's just so easy and I'm not even talking about like be kind and all this stuff of course be kind but just to not go out of your way and be horrible is just so easy and it's so frustrating to see all the time just like outward bullying like that and asa uh, do you think that uh, your kind of childhood and life with the sibling with a disability would affect your future career or uh, do you think it would have an influence on what you choose to do in the future Maybe, I don't know, maybe. I think some part of me likes to do my own thing and not uh, have to bring what I think of it as stress like into other, but it's not just stress. It's just, I don't know. The way I see it, I kind of like my space from it when I have to deal with it a lot. Not deal with it, deal with the the hard parts. Um. When, when I was uh, about to have my second child, I always thought about um, how would it be for him to grow up in a house that, you know, in many ways evolves around the endless needs of his sister. And I want to ask you that you grew up in a, in a house that also had that challenge. How does it feel like? Does it feel as if you're like a second violin to some someone else? Does it feel like your needs are um are are met or not? Like uh, what's your thought for for other parents that are maybe considering thinking mm-hmm. about having another child after a child with a disability? I think me, I think I was pretty I am pretty outspoken about what I need, and I think I'm. Like when I need something for the most part, I ask for it. And I think my parents are pretty, we're pretty good about making sure that like I was getting attention, the things I need. But it still, of course, can feel hard sometimes because 
his needs take up a very like a lot of my parents time um but I think just frequent conversations with other kids just letting them know asking about their day asking how they are what they need and just making sure that they know that like th their needs are also important just goes a long way definitely for me but yeah so open communication is a strategy yeah and um do do you get uh, do you think now and in previous years like uh, enough uh, maybe quality time or whatever it is that you mentioned that you you voice your needs um is is this something that was kind of a strategy that this family agreed on that you would name it when you need it and and you would get it or you kind of developed this as a strategic uh, mechanism to survive I'm... the bits of <laughs> I probably, I've just never felt like, honestly, I've, I've never felt like, oh, they're like, or at least when I was little, like, oh, they're doing, they have so much going on. Like, I'm not going to like insert myself. Like I was the youngest or I am the youngest. So I've always just kind of felt like entitled in that way to my parents' attention. And I've never been like, cause I didn't feel like deep, sad and like sympathy for them. Cause it's like, he's just my brother. It's just like, I didn't really fully understand how much it energy it took like to raise him. But um, I think, yeah, so I kind of just saw it as he's my brother and like he's getting attention, but I also need attention. And as I get older, I see I am a little bit more wary about um, my stuff because I, I think I'm fine and I know that it's a lot of effort and he needs a lot of help with things. I'm not sure if that answered your question. I don't really remember. Yeah, actually, it made me a bit optimistic because I'm always still wondering about my my own children and how how well do we do actually with dividing attention and um, answering everybody's needs in in yeah. a, a way that is never equal but is maybe satisfactory that uh, everybody gets what they need, even yeah. though you know uh, one one person's needs are bigger than the other but uh, i think that open communication is a really really good strategy and i don't know like if you're naturally assertive and, and vocal or that other kids naturally develop the skill in that environment of having mm -hmm. a child with disability as a sibling but that was uh, encouraging to hear <laughs> it's a uh, It's a it's a journey, and I think that a lot of um, a lot of young individuals that grew up with another sibling with uh, special needs, and I don't have a research to support it. It's just my my own interaction with families. Mm -hmm. It just seemed that they're always a little bit better adapted than other teens, and a little bit better adapted uh, as children um, in terms of. Uh, both understanding social situations very well and uh, being knowing how to function within them they can kind of detect stress from a distance and know when to pull back or when to get get yeah. in, involved in the scene it's very interesting do you feel like that uh, personally I, I definitely feel like I recognize when I was younger I would like I'm I've become very like slick because there's a lot of like 
uh, like communication with your eyes, with your parents, just like, oh, don't say that, like that's going to start a fight or things like that. Or like um, getting a snack and making sure he doesn't know it because he'll be upset about it. Just tiny things like that, I think, gave me a lot of just like, I don't know the word. Just, I, uh, I don't know. But I, I see that like... like like sensitivity and the ability to read between the lines. You need a yeah, mind between the lines. Yes. I can, I'm really good of, about reading between the lines. And I noticed that like a lot of people don't learn that because like that is a little a weird kind of like survivalist like skill to have as like an eight-year-old. So of course that's not going to like be a thing that you see in other kids, but that definitely is something that I've become equipped with. Awesome. Asa, do you have any recommendations for parents who have, a, you know, a, a child who's younger than the child with a disability in terms of what to do to better support and be a better parent to the child without the disability? I think showing up can be hard, situational, I think, if you like, if you can't for any specific reason for the other kid. But I think just communication is really important just conversations about like they you like have the time to talk to them and if they have issues like that they're valid I think a big thing um that I think about is like oh like this is an issue but it's nothing that's compared to like what they're dealing with with Lincoln um so just validation that our issues are just as maybe not as important but they still matter and like they need to be like dealt with yeah yeah that's that's an important message um Asa uh, is there anything else that you would like to share about um your life as a sibling your life in general or something that is important for for our listeners that are mostly parents of uh, kids with disabilities and community members that you know try to make this world a better place with us. Do you have any any messages about inclusion and about disability that you want to share? Uh, yeah, it's not it's not awful all the time. It can be hard, but it's also great. And it's made me and my siblings really able to adapt in other situations. And it can be really hard, but it's also like we all love each other and it's it's good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Asa, I want to thank you so much for taking the time for this interview today and for sharing your experience. I, uh, I also want to thank you for being such an awesome individual and uh, you too making our society a better place uh, really by, by just you. who you are. So uh, <laughs> I want to um, also invite our listeners if you want to ask Asa any questions about this interview or uh, her experiences or if you have any other questions or suggestions to ask for our podcast Two Moms No Fluff please uh, go to our uh, website or our Facebook page and we welcome uh, any and all questions and stories from your sibling lives and uh, your family life in general thank you very very much for listening and we'll see you again next time Bye. Bye. For more information, please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com. Thank you.
if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating so more people can hear it. Thank you.